Not that the Altarebbe didn't do miracles, but that was not a way of serving God. It was not a way of making Hasidus available to the world. Welcome to the Ideas That Change the World podcast with Rabbi Manus Friedman, where we make sure your life will be changed for the better, one idea at a time. Rabbi Friedman is the number one voice of clarity on moral and social issues. So what are we waiting for? Let's go change the world. Not that the Altarebbe didn't do miracles, but that was not a way of serving God. It was not a way of making Hasidus available to the world. And so the Altarebbe was taken prisoner, and the trip from Lozhna to, uh, to Petersburg was a rather lengthy one. And along the way, it became uh, Friday, and the Altarebbe insisted that they stop and, uh, and not travel any further. And this was six hours before Shabbos. The wagon driver refused, and suddenly a, uh, one of the wheels fell off the wagon. Uh, when they had fixed the wheel, one of the horses suddenly died. And when they replaced the horse, the uh, horses together could not budge the wagon. It simply wouldn't move. The wagon driver realized that this, this was a holy man that he was dealing with. And he asked if they could continue on to the next nearest village to spend Shabbos there. And the Altarebbe refused. The Altarebbe agreed only to, um, to pull off the road onto the field, and there they spent Shabbos. The Fidikarebbe writes about this, and he says that if they had waited until it was Shabbos, and a tzaddik is protected from above and is not, a, not, uh, not allowed to, to be pulled or lured into, uh, into sin, so if it had become Shabbos, there would be, it wouldn't be so special, there wouldn't be such a great wonder that the wagon would stop automatically because to, to violate, to desecrate Shabbos, a tzaddik is protected from above and a miracle would happen from above to keep him from, from uh, violating Shabbos. But when the Alter Rebbe asked that the wagon stop six hours before Shabbos, and then all of these things happened where the wagon just wouldn't go, this is a truly awesome display of the will of a tzaddik and how it controls and affects nature. In prison itself, where the Alter Rebbe was for 52 days, corresponding to 52 chapters of Tanya, in the prison itself, the Alter Rebbe refused to eat anything. And uh, the, the guards thought that he was uh, going on a hunger strike or that he was trying to commit suicide because he was guilty and was afraid of going to trial. And so they tried to force feed the Rebbe, but they couldn't. The Rebbe's will, uh, his determination was so strong, they couldn't force him. When the official, the prison official came in, 
and he was told that they had tried to force feed the Rebbe, he was very upset. And he said, you don't do this to a man such as, such as the Rebbe. And he came to reason with the Rebbe. And he said, if you kill yourself, you will lose your portion in the world to come. And the Alter Rebbe said, in order to keep kosher, I would gladly give up my portion in the world to come. So the official said, what can I do to help? To uh, How can I bring you food that you will, will, would eat? So the Rebbe said, I don't need any solid foods, but some preserves, some uh, fruit uh, I would eat if you get it from a Jewish home and if no one else touches it besides you. And so they were able to bring in some kosher food, and that's how Chassidim found out where the Alter Rebbe was. They really didn't; they had no idea where he had been taken, where he was being held. They found out where the Alter Rebbe was, and the Alter Rebbe was able to slip notes or messages out to uh, to the Chassidim uh, at the bottom of the dessert bowl, where he instructed someone to go to Vilna. Now, during the interrogations and during the trial. They asked that that the Rebbe translate what he wrote in the Tanya, or in his Hasidic writings. And the Alter Rebbe said that they should be translated by experts, government experts, but it should be done with two translators. And so the texts were sent to Vilna to have them translated into Russian. When this note in uh, in the dessert bowl was read, Hasidim didn't know what it was that they're supposed to do in Vilna, but they chose one of the Hasidim and sent him off to Vilna. And they trusted that once they get there, they will, by divine providence, know what to do. And so he came to, he came to Vilna, and in the end he met one of the translators. So he begged him, to translate the uh, the text honestly and 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 precisely, exactly, correctly, the man assured him that he would, and that that's his job, and that he wouldn't dare uh, mis mistranslate, because uh, there was another translation being made, and they would compare the two translations. In the end, the Chassid insisted that the, the translator promise him, give him his word that he would translate it correctly. The man promised and then said, uh, I'll be honest with you, the Al-Tarebbe's opponents, the opponents to Hasidus, had been here earlier and they tried to convince me to translate it the way they would translate it and that they're coming back tomorrow morning and if you'll, if you'll come back earlier, I'll hide you in the room, and you'll be able to hear the conversation. So he came back and he heard how the opponents, the, uh, the enemies of the Alter Rebbe, had brought a falsified translation, which would be very damaging to the Alter Rebbe. And they offered the man 3,000 ruble to use that translation instead of an honest translation. And... Uh, the Chassid was listening from the other room, and uh, he heard the uh, translator say, uh, I agree, but I don't want to take any money. And so they left. The translator then showed the Chassid the, uh, the text 
that the that the opponents, that the Rebbe's enemies wanted him to use, and also a proper translation that he had himself already prepared previously, and he didn't want to get into the big into a big fight with these people, so he told them that he would use their text, but in truth and in fact he was going to use an honest text, and so the Chassid felt that he had accomplished what he was sent to Vilna for. This official who helped the Rebbe with the kosher food was a learned man who studied the Bible, and he asked the Alter Rebbe the famous question, why does God say to Adam, Ayeko, where are you? And that's when the Alter Rebbe told him his exact age and said, you are so many and so many years old, and God comes to you and says, where are you? Where are you in your progress, in your growth, in your in fulfilling the purpose for which you were created? When the trial ended and people realized that the Alter Rebbe was correct and justified and uh, so on and so forth, um, and that in fact he was very loyal to the Tsar, and loyal to the government in which he lived, which is, of course, consistent with the halacha. The victory, the al Rebbe's victory, was celebrated with great festivity. And it was an awesome victory. After all the slander and after all the accusations, it was an awesome victory that, uh, that the Rebbe experienced. However... The Alter Rebbe, in a letter to Hasidim, after he was liberated, warned the Hasidim that they should not see this as a victory over enemies, but rather as an indication from above that Hasidus will be taught and Hasidus will be studied and Hasidus will be available to everyone in the world and that their opponents, who are really their own brothers and sisters, fellow Jews, should be treated with respect and should be invited to study Hasidus and should not be ridiculed or should not be uh, whistled at and should not be dismissed as, uh, as losers because we have to go by the, by the principle of Yaakov, which was the attribute of, of truth. Had the allowed Hasidim to toot their own horn, so to speak, and uh, hold the victory over the, uh, over the enemy, there would have been thousands and thousands of Hasidim, uh, people who became Hasidim, there would have been 50,000 new Hasidim. But the Al-Tarebbe didn't want people to become Hasidim for the wrong reasons or to get involved with the study of Hasidus for the wrong reasons because of a victory, because of uh, who is up and who is down. And so he uh, insisted, the Al-Tarebbe insisted, that Hasidim remain true to their purpose and not use the victory as an artificial means for proving the, uh, the correctness or the necessity for the study of Hasidus, but to allow Hasidus to stand on its own. Here's a letter that the Al-Tarebbe wrote to the Hasidim right after his release from prison. The Rebbe writes like this. The severity, the harshness of quarrels 
and baseless hate is well known. Therefore, it is fitting that all those who are moved by the fear of God in their heart and who stand in awe before the word of God should be extremely careful not to be a cause, directly or indirectly, a cause of harm, God forbid. Very careful indeed, because I am tired of bearing this. It is impossible to express in a letter the true concern of my heart to arouse in the hearts of all our good friends a love also to those of our brothers who are not wholly, full, uh, wholeheartedly with us, along with the love of all Jews, as we are commanded in Torah. Therefore, already a year ago, after the passing of the venerable Go'on of Vilna, of blessed memory, I issued a strict warning to all our friends not to speak even the least evil or insult about a sage who has passed on, for which there is no excuse in the world whatsoever. However, after these troublesome times which we underwent, there is cause to fear that there might be some laxity, God forbid, that people will, will, won't take it seriously, on account of that many people rely on the deceased of the gone of blessed memory. Therefore, again, I issue a warning, double and quadrupled warning, to all of our friends and associates, the close ones as well as those that are far, wherever they may be, that there is no excuse whatsoever to open one's mouth and to loosen one's tongue against the honor of Torah and a venerable and pious Gaon. For we know with certainty that this is wrong, that this wrong, which was, which was, uh, which was brought about, as well as, the, as others, did not come from him, God forbid, in other words, the slander and the arrest. The same applies also to their sages and Torah scholars. May the Almighty bless the small along with the great, even though they are not among our followers. No one is to harm them in any way, God forbid, neither by word nor by big or small act. Though sometimes one of them may say something against Hasidus, saying something not to my liking nor to the liking of our followers and good friends, which means they will loosen their tongues against the sublime uh, tzaddikim and saints, the Baal Shem Tov of blessed memory, and his disciples, even then he who will hear that should examine himself and bring himself to true tshuva over his own deeds, words, and thoughts, which were not expressed with a godly purpose. For they brought about the wrong that, the, the, the misbehavior that evil is set against the servants of God whose followers we regard ourselves to be and in whose footsteps we try to follow. Therefore, they suffer on account of us. In other words, the Rebbe is saying that when uh, we see people doing something wrong or we hear them saying something wrong, we should examine ourselves and see where we ourselves are guilty of the same thing and then assume that because we did it, that's what made it not only possible, but uh, more likely that others would do the same. And then he says, when remembering this, the heart will melt from what is heard and will not raise itself to loosen their own, the, your mouth and tongue against the abusers, for all the people act unwittingly, and may the Almighty forgive them. So this uh, compassion 
will soften or, or dissolve the anger and the hatred, and we will have a true Ahavas Yisrael.